Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi because we are the capital of the outdoors in America. I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Radio Network or on Super Talk TV and Seaspire TV. But you may be watching the show on YouTube or Facebook or listening on your favorite podcast. With that said, it's August the 14th, 2023. I went outside in coastal Mississippi in coastal Mississippi, looking out over Back Bay this morning, 82 degrees. It wasn't too bad, but it got hot pretty, pretty quick. It's supposed to be sort of a heat index of around 118 degrees today. Wow, wow. It's that time of year, but I think it's been one of the longest stretches of hot weather that I can remember. Hey, by the way, I want you to re- remember that the views on this show are mine, not those of the foundation. So when it comes to outdoors and outdoors issues, like we're going to be talking about today, for a matter of fact, you can count on me to say what needs to be said. And I want you to know that I'm honored. I'm really honored to be in this chair. So, you know, when I think about hunting, I think about enjoying the outdoors with my kids and my grandkids. I think about teaching them the, the culture of safety, whether we be in whether it be in the boat, uh, in the backwaters of coastal Mississippi or offshore, or at the hunting camp up in the Mississippi Delta. Um, you know, I know that you think the same thing. You, you've got to you've got to appreciate the fact that you get to spend so much wonderful time with kids and grandkids and in the outdoors. But you know, safety is part of it. We we teach our kids and our grandkids that there is no margin for error. And we teach them about ethics and the outdoors and how to really enjoy the outdoors. And they take those lessons with them way into into their adulthood. You know, safety is everything. You know, I think about the time that I've celebrated about the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks and the foundation's commitment to kids. Uh, the result of what the work they've done over the years have introduced thousands of kids to archery programs and gun safety programs, uh, shooting clays. Uh, Kids have been brought to the outdoors that would have never been brought to the outdoors. They developed a passion for the outdoors, whereas they may not have ever ever seen that because you know either a family member or whatever a friend has not introduced that to them it wasn't part of their heritage and their family i think about the time i spend with my friend waldo cleland of the ames programs archery and mississippi schools or with gary holcomb from the mississippi school scholastic shooting program and the long list of others uh, both employed by the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks, and volunteers that are incredibly committed to introducing kids to the outdoors in Mississippi. Gosh, we've had so much success. Uh, in my multiple conversations here on Super Talk Outdoors with Waldo, we've talked about the participation statewide in the archery programs and how it has brought more than 80,000 kids. Think about that for a second. 80,000 kids to archery programs in the state. It's one of the, if you think about it just on a per capita basis, there are more kids involved in archery than in extracurricular youth programs in Mississippi than any other sports. I mean, it's hard to get your head around, but that's how successful this program has been. The Ames program in Mississippi is one of the most successful in the nation. In fact, it is a model for the nation. It's incredible. And by the way, Waldo's leadership of that through his work at the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks has been terrific over the past, I think maybe now, more than 17 years. I think about the conversations I've had with Gary Holcomb 
and uh, just had him on the show this past April to talk about the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program. And I, I wanted to share something with you. The, the hundreds of kids have been going through this program each year. Um, this is from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks website. Uh, the Mississippi Scholastic Shooting Program is a team-based youth development program that uses the shotgun sports of five stand skeet and sporting clays to instill life skills such as discipline, safety, teamwork, ethics, self-confidence, and other life values. The program utilizes these disciplines to teach hunting skills through the safe use of hunting equipment, including firearms and their relationship to hunting solutions. And it goes on from there. I mean, but the bottom line is we've had amazing progress in this state to teach ethical, life, excuse me, safe engagement in the outdoors. And we have a lot to be proud of as it relates to that. But now, unfortunately, the U.S. Department of Education recently announced funding cuts to hunting, hunter education and archery and other outdoor programs in schools nationwide. Wow, they don't get it. And this is not typically a political program, but unfortunately, an ad agenda is driving their efforts. And uh, you know, if they were to look inside Mississippians, they would see that they were incredibly misguided. But with all that said, I'm, I decided to invite my friend back to uh, Super Talk Outdoors, Todd Aikens, who's the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Sportsman Alliance. And uh, we've had good, great visits here on Super Talk Outdoors, and um, and he's now locked on. They are now locked on to this issue. Without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Todd back to Super Talk Outdoors. Good morning, Ricky. It's it's great to see you again. It's really fantastic to hear about Mississippi. I got to tell you, because at the end of the day, you're exactly right. Tens of thousands of young people. I, I look back, you know, I've got a lot of gray hair, but I look back at my own memories of these fantastic activities that I was introduced to as a child, as a young person. And now we have a department that's taking this kind of anti-gun mentality department of education that is to its extreme. It is beyond unfortunate because we're talking about programs that not only teach these important skills, they introduce young people to this way of life that supports conservation everywhere in this country. It is beyond belief. It is surprising even in today's highly charged political world that the Department of Education would take this position and kind of reduce the ability of these schools to provide such programs. It's absolutely incredible. I will say real quick, because I need to clarify for folks who are listening, this is not hunter education or archery programs that are funded by the Pittman-Robertson excise tax program. These are Department of Education funds that are utilized for a host of physical education endeavors, which include in schools that offer it, hunter education and archery and the shooting sports. So. I have we, a lot of folks say, wait, they can't touch Pittman-Robertson. And thank God that's absolutely true. This is about extra money, a billion dollars, in fact, that the schools nationwide can utilize for various programs. And many, including in Mississippi, say we're going to do hunter education and archery and shooting sports, et cetera. Also, as I, as I pointed out, the foundation has contributed a great amount of money in this. And obviously, they're not forbidding contributions from being made. They're just, they're just saying that uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Education funds will not be used for this purpose. And you know what's interesting? Of course, you guys, and we're going to get into some of the, the, uh, the details of this here shortly, but the Sportsman Alliance has spent a tremendous amount of energy over many years helping to, to keep top of mind the role that, that hunters and outdoorsmen play in conservation. And if you're a true conservationist, you can't be a true conservationist without appreciating the role that hunters play. And That's so teaching our kids to have sort of understand the ethical aspect of, of uh, conservation and outdoorsmanship, uh, you can't separate these things, can you? You can't. And we can't even, it's one of those things where you can't believe a world that existed without this structure in place where hunters, anglers, trappers, outdoorsmen generally have contributed billions and billions of dollars 
for the good of all of Americans, whether or not they hunt fish or trap or anything else for that matter, for the good of all wildlife. So we can't even imagine a system we can't envision it. So you can, as you say, you cannot be a conservationist without having a full appreciation of how important these people are to this ultimate equation. Hey, so we're again, we're going to get into the details of what exactly is up here. You guys um, are, are in the process of taking legal action, and we're going to we're going to get into all of that. But let's remind people what the Sportsman's Alliance is. Sure. I mean, at the end of the day, there are a lot of organizations that people are, are members of. And I say get engaged, right? Be engaged with an organization so you're aware of what's happening all around us, not just in a, in a wonderful place like Mississippi, but throughout the country. We're a little bit different than many groups. That is our first mission is to protect the individuals who engage in these activities. So as you say, we're gonna talk about the details of how we're getting legally involved in trying to push back the Department of Education and what it's doing. But our focus is on the people that do these things. Our focus is on the young men and women uh, that engage in, that that have the, the opportunity to have these hunter education programs, these archery programs, these shooting sports programs within their schools. We fight for the individuals first and foremost because we recognize they're the linchpin to all of this wonderful success we've had. So we'll get into the detail of what the Department of Education is up to when we get on the other side, when we continue our conversation with Todd Atkins, the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Sportsman's Alliance. We'll see you after this break. Mississippi. Hey, this is Will with Service Specialist. Are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, Service Specialist has been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. We have candidates for all your administrative, professional, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Check us out online at servicespecialistltd.com. That's servicespecialistltd.com. Service Specialist, your expert recruiters helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967 with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. At Clinton Body Shops, we want you to know that after an accident, you have the right to choose where to get your repair. We're continuing to follow our founder's mission. The late John Mosley believed consumers deserve to have their vehicles returned to their pre-accident condition using OEM parts and OEM repair procedures. Therefore, we're continuing OEM training and certification with as many manufacturers as possible. In fact, we now have more certifications from more automakers than any shop in Mississippi. Auto accidents can be very stressful, and the last thing you need is a repair that devalues your car and makes it unsafe. Because you have the right to choose, tell your insurer you want a Clinton Body Shop repair. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com, and as John used to say, we really do. Take pride in perfection. Your back-to-school ride, hunting camp, shed, and ATV trailer headquarters is Pinnacle Motors. Come check out the selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, all with that great Pinnacle Motors price. Get your head shed for your hunting camp with a discount on all models for a limited time. And trailers to pull that mule or ATV? Pinnacle Motors has those, too. Pinnacle Motors, Highway 471 at the corner of Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, or online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, and hunting sheds and trailers priced to move at Pinnacle Motors. You asked for it, and it's back exclusively from AgUp Equipment. A free rotary cutter. That's right. For a limited time, get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3D or 3E John Deere compact tractor from AgUp Equipment. Plus, 0% for 84 months financing. Browse online at agup.com. Offer ends 10-27-23. Some restrictions apply. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. See dealer for details. Us England for Clark's Remodeling and Repair. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Clark's Remodeling and Repair, a company you can trust. 601-214-9463. That's 601-214-9463. 
to all the folks in the Capital City metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors as we listen to my friend Steve Azar. One Mississippi, the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors and a new state song for Mississippi. I just got a note from Steve just a second ago talking about his son, Strack, who has a wonderful movie out that's getting extraordinarily well-received called Binality. Binality. You ought to look it up. It actually was filmed in the Mississippi Delta, and it is a terrific movie. Strack, like his dad, is a really, really talented dude. Okay, let's get back to my friend Todd Atkins. Uh, he's the Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Sportsman's Alliance. This is a national organization. It was founded back in the 1970s, and it's all about protecting hunters and fishermen and trappers and future generations of us uh, and protecting our ability and to be able to go do the things that we love to do in the outdoors. Todd, so look, it, there's a lot of politics wrapped up in this U.S. Department of Education move, but essentially what have they done and and what's the reaction to it been? So um, it kind of broke in the news that they issued, the department issued guidance to school systems, to individual schools. Everybody became aware of it fairly rapidly that, look, at the end of the day, these funds that we've set aside as a result of that bipartisan uh, Safer Communities Act cannot be utilized for the following things. That is these hunter education, archery programs, shooting sports programs, etc. And there's a lesson there at the end of the day. A lot of times when folks say, well, that, that's the type of gun control I can live with. The tentacles of gun control always reach a lot deeper than you immediately realize, and this is a good case, good instance where that's the case. So they announced through guidance that, hey, we're going to withhold funds if you utilize these funds for these types of programs. That broke uh, just about a couple weeks ago, and we've been formulating a plan ever since. We had we we knew we had to challenge this immediately and get this fixed. We know that Congress ultimately has to fix this problem because we can't trust Department of Education to reinterpret things. However, having said that, uh, just last Friday, a few days ago, we along with Safari Club, International, Safari Club International sent to the Department of Education a demand letter. It's, what, it's what's known as a demand letter. We are going to sue you unless you straighten this mess out. And we said, you can do that very clearly by issuing for the public to see your new guidance that these funds will not be withheld for the following program. Simultaneously, we've asked our members and supporters, reach out to your member of Congress, reach, reach out to, their, to your U.S. senators, let them know we have got to fix this problem. We believe because that act, that gun control bill was passed with bipartisan support, the problem should be identified by every everybody at the party. This is a problem. There was no intention on, on behalf of anybody to do this type of thing with these funds, that is restrict hunter education and archery programs. So we remain hopeful as long as everybody wakes up and lets folks know we want this fixed, that Congress will in fact fix it. But in the meantime, we have uh, planned this lawsuit against the Department of Education to kind of stop them in their tracks, at least for the day. Hey, Todd, do you think, you know, I, I, you may not have all the information you, you you should have at this stage of the game. Maybe you'll get more of that as this thing progresses, but is this a misguided bureaucrat? Is this some underlying issue? You you, you said around gun control could be anti-hunter. Um, but we, do we really know sort of where this is coming from? Well, I guess what's most troubling for us is the news of this broke on a Friday. And we as an organization said, well, we don't know where this came from. This could be a rogue bureaucrat just kind of misinterpreting because of their own personal beliefs within the department. So we waited until Monday 
to kind of issue our own alert to our people, giving the administration, the White House, a little bit of time to come out publicly saying, well, we didn't intend this, we're gonna get this straightened out. Well, unfortunately on that Monday, again, two or three days after the news broke, what we got was a doubling down effect out of the administration. This is exactly what that gun control bill requires. This is how we're interpreting that language and we're sticking to our guns, pardon the pun, on this issue. So then, then we said, well, we've got to actually fully engage our people. We've got to develop all alternatives because as you said, this will affect millions of children nationwide. This is not just, oh, well, not a big deal, nothing to see here. This is a massive amount of money that, think of our local schools. Look, they get funding from all sources, right? Their object is to help children and youth within those schools develop the right skills, develop their mental health, uh, responsibility, et cetera. We can't just pick and choose what type of programs we think a school should avail itself of. Let the schools decide how to spend federal money. And if they decide hunter education or archery is a great thing to do, great, let's do it. So that's when we decided after the administration did not take the opportunity to say, whoops, this was a mistake, right? We're gonna reinterpret, that's not what was meant. Um, and we decided to, to kind of get everything on the table and move forward with all of our options. You know, it was interesting to me as I uh, did some reading to prepare for the show today, I, I, you know, I didn't realize how much of a sort of a national debate or discussion that was going on around whether kids should be taught gun safety or not. I found editorials that a, a number of them actually around teaching kids gun safety. Um, because you see, you hear it all the time, kids come up on a gun, they don't know what to do with it. They accidentally shoot somebody, and it's a—it's just a terrible tragedy. I can actually see a, a bureaucrat within the guise of archery or sort of shooting clays, for example, and looking at a program that that we would have here in Mississippi and say, <clears throat> "Excuse me, uh, say we're teaching kids to shoot a gun." That's the last thing we need to be doing. I, I mean, I can literally hear a bureaucrat saying that, not realizing that the good that comes from that and that once you teach that, that kid's gonna bring that, that safety aspect of what they're learning and the ethics of outdoorsmanship into their lives. Um, but of course they can't see any of that. They just see the fact that, you know, we're, we're teaching a kid to shoot a gun and that's all, you know, that, they stop right there and say, we're gonna end this. Yeah, and it's the unfortunate reality with fewer and fewer Americans actually engaging in all of these wonderful outdoor traditions we have because, again, it's one of those things, you know it when you see it, but if you think about how you and I and our children and our grandchildren approach all of these questions, they're actually well-informed. And among those things they're well-informed about is how you properly handle a firearm how you properly handle a bow and arrow, right? How you properly think about those issues, right? And of course, to us, gun safety is obvious. Well, yes, of course, we teach young people how to properly handle secure, et cetera, firearms and bows and arrows and everything else under the sun. But to some nameless bureaucrat or set of bureaucrats, that they might have grown up in a really urban environment and the only exposure to these things are, is the nightly news and terrible tragedies. It's super unfortunate. We have a lot of problems that kind of follow along the reduction of hunter numbers in this country, but this is just one of them. It's, uh, it's amazing. So when you look at the organizations that are all focused on, and you said, man, it does take a village, the organizations that are focused on sort of preserving our outdoor heritage in the United States, I'm, I would assume that they're all pretty worked up about this. They are. And in fact, I just attended a meeting out in Montana. Uh, 30 or 40 organizations were actually there. Everybody's charged about it. So we were very thankful. We've partnered up very directly with Safari Club International on this one. Another group that kind of sees as their, among their central missions to go ahead and take care of the people, not just the conservation. But I can't think of a single group that said, oh, this is a wonderful idea. 
We all see the terrible tentacles from this type of thinking. And again, for me, and sometimes even teachable moments, the students never listen. When you walk into the room to talk about gun control efforts, you have to be really careful. Now, I've learned that over 30 years, right? Arguing about gun issues and gun policy at the state and national levels, it is always the un unintended consequences that are going to, you're going to have to pay the freight on those. This one is very massive. Everybody is very excited about it. So we're in a way, very proud to bring this demand letter. And you bet your you know what, that we're gonna sue the Department of Education because this is one of those kind of paradigm issues. No, this is what we do in a lot of communities. Todd Aiken, Vice President of Governmental Affairs for the Sportsman Alliance. It's always good to catch up with you. And uh, we're going to stay in touch with you. You kind of have your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world of laws and direction as it relates to the wonderful United States of America. And I appreciate having you on the show, my friend. I love being here. I appreciate you. It's good to see you. Hey, we're going to have Andrew Arnett, who's actually the new head of the Alligator Program in Mississippi. That's going to be a fun conversation. We'll see you after this. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, sunny and hot, high near 103. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, low around 77. Your Tuesday, a 30% chance of rain, sunny and hot, high near 98. And a look to Wednesday, a 20% chance of showers, sunny and hot, high near 97. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Callaway's has the South's largest in-stock selection of patio furniture, and it's all on sale, 20, 50% off, no exclusions. Enjoy your new patio furniture today. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's Farmer's Market is open seven days a week. Callaway's has a large selection of beautiful tropicals, Kimberly Queen ferns, hibiscus, mandevilla, shrimp plants, and more. Three gallon, 10 inch pots, all $12.99. Callaway's has just received another large shipment of ceramic pots, all sizes, all colors, all on sale. We offer bulk soils for local delivery and pickup. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. Can't find time to make an appointment for an oil change? Rapid Oil Change offers no appointment needed services. Drive in and save big. We offer spacious waiting areas and complete most routine maintenance in 15 minutes or less. Stop by today and see why we've been Mississippi's fast service leader for over 37 years. Rapid Oil Change, where you should be going. If you don't see the rock, you better keep on rolling. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Why are we on this planet? Did God create us just to work the nine to five grind and crash for the weekend? No, our creator wants to use us, you and me, to give back to others. You can be a part of God's bringing restoration to a fallen world by donating or volunteering or both at Gateway Rescue Mission right here in Jackson. Check us out at gatewaymission.org. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. President Biden has approved a request for a major disaster declaration for a bout of near-constant severe weather that occurred from June 14th through the 19th. There were a total of 19 tornadoes that month. 
Haley Fersackerly with Energy Mississippi discussed the impact. We were hit with five severe thunderstorms with 80-plus mile-per-hour winds in a seven-day period. All said and done, that impacted over 230,000 of our 460,000 customers. Almost half, and that's right, in 35 of our 40, 37 of our 45 counties. 16 counties have been approved for public assistance. Individual assistance has been approved for Jackson and Jasper counties. That list, as well as how to apply, can be found at supertalk.fm. explore the history of southern rock music at grammy museum mississippi now through fall of 2023 the sounds of southern rock exhibit will feature stories and artifacts from the artists and singers responsible for the genre the allman brothers band leonard skinner molly hatchet the charlie daniels band little feet the outlaws and many more in partnership with hard rock international to purchase tickets or to learn more about this exhibit and other events visit grammymuseummississippi.org Is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation focused on insurance or agriculture? Well, the short answer is both. The family of Farm Bureau companies are proud to offer our many members various insurance products, but we were established for and remain committed to our deep farm roots and our Mississippi farm families. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. You know that nowadays, most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. What if the online information about your business is incorrect, or even worse, not very flattering? If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. STMM Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I enjoyed that conversation with Todd Aikens. And uh, you can tell that the national organizations focused on hunting and outdoor enjoyment are locked and loaded on that particular issue. And as, as, as uh, Todd said, they're intending to file a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Education. And you, you know, what we talked about during, during the break was it's an election year. Uh, the last thing you want to do is get the, the outdoors community worked up about something like this. So hopefully they can resolve it without having to go to court. But we shall see. Hey, listen, if I look back in time, uh, so many amazing guests that I've had on the show, one that I've really enjoyed getting to know was Ricky Flint. Ricky was head of the uh, alligator program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And then as we fought for a couple of years to get the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund here in Mississippi that was signed into law uh, last year by by Governor Reeves, uh, Ricky Flint actually went over to the uh, the program the 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 outdoor stewardship trust uh, program and now now is sort of the administrator of that program they've got a great board of directors a board of trustees that is working they've they've done their first uh, distribution of funds and they're off they're off to the races so a lot of good success is happening there but but Ricky was super passionate about the out, outdoor program excuse me the alligator program in Mississippi and you know I always enjoy talking alligators because you know I live on Back Bay in Biloxi and uh, we, we get alligators from time to time, and it's just fascinating. Of course, up in the Mississippi Delta at our, at our property up there, our farms up there, we, we have alligators there too. So it's important to learn about alligator management, and one of the most successful programs in the United States is right here in Mississippi. Well, I've been curious, who took Ricky's spot? And I'm pleased to uh, to bring to the show now Andrew Ornett, who is um, who is the, the sort of the new alligator program dude and someone who has a terrific background. I look forward to sharing his background with you here shortly. But before we go any further, let me just welcome Andrew to Super Talk Outdoors. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So where are you sitting right now, Andrew? I am in Ricky Flint's old cubicle, actually. Are you really good for you? Good for you. Listen, uh, and looking at your at your past, you know, you you like so many others that work around you went to Mississippi State. You got a degree in wildlife science, 
and uh, you got into sort of uh, wildlife management as a biologist, and then you were hired as a conservation uh, associate biologist and then a conservation officer. You've got a great background. But what I found interesting about your background is that you, uh, you know, we all learn the outdoors from our family. You know, we all have generations usually that are engaged in teaching us a love of the outdoors. In your case, you actually got to know your great, great, excuse me, your great grandfather, and he was a trapper. And you learned the love of the outdoors from him, others in your family as well, but you have great memories about spending time with your great grandfather. Tell me more about that. That's a great story. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was fortunate enough, my uh, great grandfather, Mr. Harry Tabor, lived uh, a great life to about 94, 95 years old. He, uh, he scaled logs for GP and he also trapped for GP and growing up in grade school um i used to go out there and stay with him and my grandmother during the winter time and run trap lines with him and, and my parents would they would beg me to come home christmas eve so i could be with you know my siblings and them obviously for christmas morning and then as soon as present time was over with great granddaddy would come back and pick me up and he also after he retired from gp he, he row crop farmed out there and sold he sold his crops by the bushels so i stayed out there in the summertime as well and my great grandmother she fattened me up one summer so uh, eating biscuits and honey from right there off the farm and everything we grew so you know listen adam butler and i had a conversation a couple of weeks ago. My mother unfortunately passed away three weeks ago. And uh, in the conversation with Adam, it, it hit me that something that Adam shared was really kind of my story too. It sounds like it was your story. It's your story too. But in my case, in, in Adam's case, it was our mothers who let us go roam. You know, they let us, they let us go out and just, we fell in love with the outdoors and they trusted us to go and, and roam. And Adam told the story of his father actually finding a map that, that Adam drew up early in his life of the areas where he used to go roam and they unfolded the map and his dad said, Lord, have mercy. If I'd have ever known you were going that far, I would have never let you go. But, but it sounds like you got hooked really early and you were blessed to have parents that did let you roam. And in this case with your great grandfather, but, but the, gosh, man, that those, those were formative years for you, weren't they? He, they were, he, uh, he sold his hide obviously. And he was almost a surgeon with a, with a knife. He knew how to skin anything. And he taught me how to skin critters and how to catch mink, otter, beaver, bobcat. So I, I, I got hooked early. I really did. He wasn't much of a, a deer hunter. He, of course, he was old school. He liked to protect his crops, but he his his passion was trapping. And now my my grandfather, he loved to deer hunt. So I got to learn that part of and the outdoors from him. And my great granddaddy, he was just a true woodsman, and that's all it was to it. So, uh, so as an adult, what's your favorite what's your favorite outdoor activity these days? I don't get to trap as much as I'd like to. Uh, I, I don't have as much of it around where I live now. So my passion nowadays is uh, spending time with my two youngins and bow hunting. Yeah, my, I tell you what, I had the opportunity for to hunt with a with a friend of mine named Clay Wagner for many, many years. My sons and his sons were really good friends. And I got to know a, a man who is just an amazing man. His name is Bill Howe. And gosh, man, Bill, Bill, I always t said about Bill that he was a man with nine lives because he had had so many close calls in his life. It's amazing that he's still alive today. But one of the fun things my sons like to do is, is go out with Bill and check Bill's uh, traps. And, uh, you know, that the, the, the time that my sons spent with Bill Howe out roaming the, the, the woods, you know, uh, checking traps was some of the, some of the coolest times in their lives but you know it's it's not about checking the traps for that for the most part it's about that time that you're spending just learning about nature and just being out there and making it all make sense to you i mean that's that's incredible opportunity you had as a child isn't it it is 
So, okay, so you joined the department and you've had a terrific career. Uh, you know, Ricky had been there over 30 years. How long have you been there now? I've been with the agency for a total of 11 years now. Um, two of those being on contract. Yeah, it's a, it's an incredible, incredible time that you've had there. At what point did you start sort of leaning toward alligators as something you're fascinated with? <laughs> Probably ever since I worked at Nanawaya WMA and watched alligators um, hatch every year, there was a female. She always used this specific beaver pond that was just, uh, they had a dam that blocked up a drainage on the Pearl River system, and this would have been the upper Pearl River system in Neshoba County. And um, she nested there every year. And I got to see that. And just, I watched them every year. She would go to the same nest. And I mean, she she would hatch out at least 12 to 16 every year right there. And most of them would survive. Wow, that's, that's incredible. And they, you know, alligators are pretty darn resilient creatures, aren't they? They really are. So, uh, okay, so when you came into this uh, the program, our program, as I said, is one of, the, one of the better programs in the United States that's had tremendous success. Um, you had a program that you could, you could walk into and begin to make an immediate impact. That had to have been fun to just hit the ground running. It, it has been. It's also been, I wouldn't say stressful, but it has been wide open from the get-go because I've had to catch myself up to speed of what's going on in the program and I, you know I, I didn't get to have any grooming or anything so it was just kind of like okay let's hit the ground running let's figure this out um, and with the I mean I came in May the 1st and as soon as I come in I didn't really have any time to breathe or anything because we had the new Pelahatchee Bay alligator season that that come in this year and that was the first two weekends that I was in this position. So I didn't, wasn't no breathing time for the first month or two, especially with the public waters alligator draws coming up really immediately after the Pelahatchee Bay season was over with. So, yeah, the Pelahatchee, actually, the last time that, that Ricky and I visited in his official capacity with the alligator program, we talked in, in detail about that. Um, when we come back on the other side, we'll actually talk about how that went, and we'll talk about the upcoming alligator season. Um, man, Ricky was all over this state. Man, I remember you know, there, lots of activity as it relates to alligators in the state of Mississippi. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Andrew Arnett. We'll see you after this. for it and it's back exclusively from ag up equipment a free rotary cutter that's right for a limited time get a free rotary cutter with the purchase of any 3d or 3e john deere compact tractor from ag up equipment plus zero percent for 84 months financing browse online at agup.com offer ends 10 23 some restrictions apply subject to approved credit with john deere financial see dealer for details I noticed mom hasn't been herself lately. She's been forgetful and not remembering to take her medicine. After visiting the orchard, I knew it was perfect. The orchard is Mississippi's premier continuing care retirement community, licensed in Alzheimer's and dementia care for men and women. I know she's in good hands. It's safe, convenient, and most importantly, it feels like home. For that extra peace of mind, call the orchard today for a tour. 601-856-2205 or go to orchardretirement.com In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. 
with an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad. John not only sold, but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle, from dress styles in gold and stainless steel to sporty selections in carbon fiber. Albritton's has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their fine watch store. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In 1958, the world was introduced to Buddy Guy. Don't miss the legend live. The Damn Right Farewell Tour. Saturday, September 2nd, Pearl River Resort Silver Star Convention Center. Tickets on sale now at PearlRiverResort.com. The Damn Right Farewell Tour. Buddy Guy, live. Mississippi has more CAST programs than any other state. CAST, Child Advocacy Studies, is a national curriculum available for college students and designed to equip individuals on identifying and responding to child abuse. Regardless of their field of study, students can take CAST courses, graduate with a CAST certificate, or graduate with a CAST minor. CAST is a program promoted by the Children's Advocacy Centers of Mississippi, supporting the vision of transforming Mississippi, defeating child abuse. For more information, go to Child Advocacy MS. Get here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friend Andrew Arnett, who is uh, the new head of the alligator program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And as he mentioned, when he came into this job, while the program was well established, he didn't have the chance to work under Ricky for a period of time. So he had to hit the ground running. Almost immediately, he had to get to work because there was a special alligator season that had been launched. And uh, tell us about how that went, by the way. The season went. It went good. I would have loved to have seen more alligators hard harvested off of Pelahatchee Bay, obviously, but uh, there was a total of 22 alligators harvested during those two weekends between the permitted hunters. Uh, there was a potential of, I think it was 48 that could have been harvested, but yeah. we just didn't get that. So okay, so we got the we got alligator season coming up. Uh, give us the dates, and let's remind people about the the requirements in terms of how to go about catching an alligator. Okay, yeah, the public water season for the state of Mississippi opens August the twenty fifth at noon and runs through September the fourth at noon. Uh, there there are four legal capture type methods. One of them being uh, bow fishing equipment. Now, with that bow fishing equipment, uh, you have to use the bow fishing style tips, and it has to be attached to some type of line and buoy. Uh, you can't use regular broadhead heads or any explosive type tips. Um, if you do use bow fishing equipment, if you if you uh, stick an alligator, 
with the boat fishing equipment. That particular alligator has to be reduced to the bag when um, you can't release those. Um, you have your snatch hooks that can be hand thrown or rod and reel. Uh, the harpoon or a snare, whether it be a hand snare or a pole type snare. Those are your four uh, capture method, method for alligators here in Mississippi. Yeah, what's important, and Ricky always was quick to point this out, that some people think they can shoot an alligator and then go over there and and uh, and and catch it, but but the but the reality is you have to you have to hook it first and bring it to the side of the boat, and then what's the method for shooting it? Okay, so there's there's two different methods. You can have a shotgun, and these are shoulder fired shotguns, no sawed off things or anything like that. And you have to use number six shot or smaller. So example, number six, seven, eight, nine shot, or you can use a bang stick chambered in a 38 caliber or larger. Um, that's the only two dispatch techniques that we have here in Mississippi. Yeah, so uh, it's, uh, it's a big, you know, especially if you use, um, like uh, if you catch one with a with a big rod and reel and snag it, and then if it's a big boy, you're in for the fight of your life. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty exciting process, isn't it? It's an adrenaline rush, <laughs> to say the least, huh? To say the least. So, uh, what's the biggest biggest alligator you've been around in terms of being being part of sort of catching one? Um. Tagged a nine foot ten female about a month ago. Yeah, you know, last year we we weren't there when it was when it was gotten, but uh, in our lake there was a fourteen foot one uh, caught. Um, it was absolutely gigantic. It was ancient. It had been in this lake for a very, very long time. It wasn't uh, as heavy as you would expect. It was kind of skinny. I guess as they get older, maybe they get a little skinnier, or maybe it depends on what kind of food they have access to. But um, we've been around a lot of alligators, and there are a lot of alligators in this state, aren't there? There are. So if you were to, if you were to talk about the health of the pop alligator population, how do you talk about it? We have a... We have a strong, healthy population here in Mississippi, and uh, I have some plans uh, for the future of the program. I, I want to do some more studying and actually looking at the population and whatnot. So, okay, so uh, are you guys still tagging and still aggressively trying to understand <clears throat> what kind of ranges the alligators uh, operate in and other information? Is tagging still a big part of what you're doing? Uh, it is. I didn't get to do as much this year uh, since I was so busy and trying to learn this position and with all the draws going on and, and not getting to step into this position till May. But next year, we're, I'm, I'm looking up to uh, amp up our tagging program and maybe branch out to other parts of the state this year. Hey, do you have a sense of illegal alligator hunting? How many people are engaged in illegal alligator hunting? And typically, how do you learn about that? Uh, most, I, I don't know, but most of our complaints on that come from Southeast. Yes. Um, I don't know exactly how much of it is going on, um, but that's generally where most of those complaints come from. Well, listen, uh, we're coming to the end of our time together. Uh, I look forward to chatting with you again, Andrew, when you've been in the position for a while. We'll check on how this alligator season went. Good luck to you, my friend. You've got a great background. You're going to be terrific in this new job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You bet. This has been Andrew Arnett from the Alligator Program for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Listen, have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Always stay safe when you're in the outdoors, especially these days, as hot as it is. And uh, God bless you. We'll see you later. Talk Mississippi Media Production.